I almost want to invite uh, Andrew now to lead the orchestra into our next carol because of that, that, that reading, but um, I won't. Angel comes to Mary. You are beautiful inside and out. And I love the message version of it because it's sort of so tame. You're pregnant. Surprise! <laughs> I have a surprise for you. You're pregnant. It's quite a sort of a, really? What? And I love the way that Mary uh, reacts to it. How? How can I be pregnant? This isn't right. This isn't for me. This isn't good. If you weren't convinced that unfair expectation wasn't the issue, here it is. God asks a 14-year-old virgin, unmarried girl to bear the child, the son of God. The son of God. Unfair expectation. Uh, it's almost, unfortunately, and I think perhaps unfairly, the church as a whole uh, has this stigma of looking down on single uh, parents. And I think that's, that's really upsetting that we've got that. And I think a little bit unfair that we've got that. But here, Jesus is, uh, or here God is, saying that you're going to be bearing Jesus. You're going to be bearing the Son of God to a single 14-year-old girl. This could be a death sentence for her. In the, uh, the place that she was, in the culture that she was, she could have been stoned for this. Unfair expectation, or what? Unfair expectation, or what? But here comes after the affirmation. After God says, here is your value, here is what I want from you, I'm now going to give you an expectation that you're not going to expect. I'm going to give you something that you don't think uh, would ever happen. The issue with expectation isn't that it's unfair, it's that we don't accept expectation that we expect, don't expect. God wants to tell you this today, you are beautiful, and you know this uh, because I have a plan for you. God for you right now has an incredible plan, an outrageous plan, a cosmic plan, a ridiculous plan that you think, I'm not ever going to expect that. If God told you, you wouldn't believe it. Uh, there's a fantastic book in the Bible called uh, Habakkuk, or Habakkuk, uh, some people call it, um, where God comes down and says, I've got a plan for you, uh, Habakkuk, and you're not going to believe it even if I tell you. And Habakkuk's like, tell me, tell me, why is all this wrong going in the world? And God tells him, and Habakkuk's like, I did not think that was going to be the answer. God gives us plans that we don't expect, and that's not the issue. Unfair affirmation is an issue, but not unfair expectation. We need to raise our expectations of ourselves. We need to get to grips with that affirmation, because after every good affirmation comes a good expectation. The expectations that we have aren't what we expect. They're just not. God wants for you adventure. God wants for you some amazing, amazing stories to tell. How do we make this happen? How do we make this happen? Uh, it, it starts with a change of mindset uh, and then a change of action. First of all, we need to do this. I think we need to bring our problems to God and God to your problems, knowing that often God gives us more than we can handle. Bring your problems to God and God to your problems, knowing that often uh, God gives you more than you can handle. Um, Recently, uh, I was offered a job at the Forge, uh, as I sort of said last week. Um, really excited about this. The Forge is a church in mid-Suffolk. Uh, we've got a couple of locations at the moment, looking to have more locations spread around Suffolk in the next 10 years. Uh, really exciting project, really exciting vision. Uh, and to be part of that really, 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 really does excite me. I've got a love for that. I've got a love for those people. Um, but when I offered this job, it really excited me. I thought, brilliant, this is fantastic. That dopamine kicked in. Uh, and I was like, wow, really, me? And when I was meeting with Steve Fenning, the senior leader, uh, the guy who offered me the job, I was sitting with him in Costa, uh, and when talking about it, the thing that was burning in the back of my mind the most, the thing that I really, really wanted to, to sort of say, and eventually said, I was like, Steve, what if I muck this up? What if I, I mean, this is a bit, like, you want eight locations, 
what if I muck one up and there's only seven? What if that's an issue? Like, what if I muck it up? What if I muck it up? And in my head, I'm thinking, oh, who wants to listen to a 20-year-old? Who wants to do this? Who, what if I say something that I don't mean and it comes across in a way that I don't want it to do? What if I, um, uh, yeah, all these different things. What if I mess up strategically? What if I forget to send a really important email? Uh, what if I um, go to someone who needs a really pastoral need uh, and I look like I don't care when actually I really do? All of these different insecurities coming out. And I said, Steve, what if I muck it up? And Steve said, you know what, Johnny, you probably will. But that's all right. We've got enough people around you to help you out. Got enough people uh, around you to help you out. Uh, one of the things I love about that passage is uh, the, the verses before um, Gabriel coming to Mary and the passages after is a story about Elizabeth uh, and God giving Elizabeth, her relative, a child to bear, which is going to be John the Baptist. Um, incredible. God uh, often gives us more than we expect. Why is that okay? Why is that okay? Because it forces us to rely more on God. It forces us to pray more. Often people say, God will never give you more than you can handle. I heard that a lot. And I think in terms of temptation, I think that's probably true. But in terms of situation, I can't find that anywhere in the Bible. I just can't. If you can find it, show it to me. I'll be really, really happy. And I'll stand up here next week and say, sorry, guys, I was wrong. But in terms of situation, I just can't find it when, when God says, I won't give you more than you can handle, ever. Why I think, in fact, he often gives us more than we can handle, because it forces us to rely on him more. It forces us to pray more. Often we can't fulfill the expectations that we have by ourselves. What does God do? He gave to Mary, hey, here's Elizabeth to be with you. And I'm going to be with you every step of the way. Don't worry about it. I'm going to be with you. And so Steve said to me, Johnny, you probably will fail. We've got enough people around you, though, to help you out. Um, (laughs) This is quite an embarrassing story for me. The first time I stood up in front of the congregation that I was going to be leading, I was really excited. I thought, this is fantastic. This is dream coming true for me. Um, I had to pose for a photo, um, like a funny photo for the purpose of a, a talk. And um, I'd just come back from the States at the time, just come back from America. Uh, and in America, hand symbols are slightly different to over here. Uh, so, for example, this would mean peace here and that would mean peace there. But often if I switched my hand around, it, you'd probably get very offended very quickly. Um, uh, just to numerical <laughs> historical things. But in America, it's very different. Uh, often people stick two fingers up at each other. And this sort of threw me a little bit. I was walking around and I'd be like, oh, nice to meet you. And they'd stick two fingers up. I thought, maybe not. That's okay. I'll go over here. Um, and it sort of threw me. But it took me a while to realize they were just sort of, it was a nice sort of friendly, I think, like a thumbs up. Uh, and I'd just come back from the States for six weeks. So that was sort of ingrained in my head. And so for posing for this photo, I didn't even think about it. I just did it. Uh, I just sort of, sort of, stuck two fingers up at the, the congregation I was going to be leading for the, like, the, the, the rest of the year. Uh, and I was like, I came down from the stage and I was like, oh my goodness, what have I done? What have I done? Already mugged up, already made the difference. Uh, thankfully, and I genu- this is such a God moment, nobody noticed at all. It was incredible and it wasn't filmed, so it's fine. Um, but it was, it was incredible. I'm like, how, Lord, did that happen? Um, but here's the point. God cares more about... Uh, God cares more about you missing an opportunity than he cares about you failing it. He doesn't mind you, missing an, uh, he doesn't mind you failing at an opportunity uh, as much as he minds you missing an opportunity. God often gives us more than we expect. God often gives us more than we expect because it causes us to rely on him more. Bring our problems uh, to God and God to our problems. So now, whenever I face an issue, whenever I face an issue like the, the embarrassment that I had on the first time that I stood up in front of this congregation, first of all, I bring my problem to God. I say, God, it sounds really simplistic, but this is what I do. I say, God, this is an issue for me right now. Uh, I can't do this by myself. That's not a matter of opinion. That's just, for, I can't do this by myself. I'm going to really need your help with this. And often stuff happens. Often uh, uh, stuff works out and, and stuff's great. 
And what I also do uh, is this concept called rebuking. What is a rebuking? Instead of bringing your problems to God, it's bringing God to your problems. It's bringing God to your problems. This is amazing. God gave us the authority to go up to a problem and say, hey, look, this isn't what God wants, um, and I'm going to tell you that God doesn't like that, and I'm going to leave that because of it. It's bringing God to your problems. So with that problem, I was like, hey, that was a genuine mistake. There was no malice. There was no issue with that. There was no uh, heartfelt drive towards that. Thankfully, no one was offended by it. No one noticed it. But I'm going to say to my brain now that's thinking I'm not good enough, I'm going to say to my brain now that's saying, I can't do this. I'm not good enough for that. Uh, I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm going to say to that, actually, that's not what God said. God gave me this opportunity. God gave me this expectation. And I can't do it by myself. But God says that he's going to be there with me. Bring your problems to God. God to your problems. Knowing that God often gives us more than we would ever expect. God is far more worried about missed opportunities than failed ones, I'm convinced. To finish, um, I want to tell you three stories uh, of people uh, who raised the expectation. Raised their expectation. Um, And they're incredible stories. This is what happens when we raise expectations. Great stuff happens from it. The problem with expectation isn't that it's unfair, it's that we only accept expectation that we expect. These guys didn't. They accepted expectations that no one would have expected. First one's a guy called George. He was uh, born in Virginia, uh, uh, USA, uh, in 1932. At 11 years old, his father died. He was never particularly bright. He was never particularly seen as uh, a great scholar. But despite all odds, by the age of 16, he mastered geometry, trigonometry, and surveying. More than I've ever done. Uh, But at 16, he did that. When he was 17, he got his first job. And it wasn't uh, anything like a job that we'd have today. He was the chief surveyor of, um, I guess, the state of Virginia, as it's known as now. And this wasn't just going around and sort of mapping out. The way that he'd have mapped it out was with massive logs and big chains. He surveyed, he effectively mapped out uh, most of the uncharted uh, America uh, that we now know uh, as uh, Virginia. Incredible. 17 years old. Raised the expectation of himself. Second person is this, David. David was born in 1801 in uh, Tennessee, uh, again USA. At 10 years old, he started serving as a naval cadet on a warship. At 11 years old, he saw his first battle. At 12 years old, 12 years old, he was put in charge of a naval warship. It was captured, and he was sent back with his crew and uh, this, uh, this ship back to America from the UK. Uh, and on that trip, uh, a captured British captain, uh, who was allowed to keep his pistol out of respect, I'm not sure how that really worked, um, he, he didn't really take kindly to a 12-year-old bullying him around and bossing him around. So he said he was going to go below deck to his pistol, he was going to get it, and he was going to shoot the 12-year-old. David sent word down that if he did, he was going to get shot, and he was going to get thrown overboard. The British captain never came above deck. Expectation of a 12-year-old. Clara was born on Christmas Day, 1821. At 10 years old, she became a nurse uh, to her brother who'd fallen off a big building. Uh, She looked after him, cared for him, demonstrating skills uh, of a fully qualified nurse. At 14, she became the nurse to all of her father's workmen who'd came down with smallpox, uh, an illness that we didn't know how to fix in those days. Uh, But she looked after them, she cared for them, uh, and she nursed all of them. At 17, she became a teacher to 40 children, often over her age, as well as treating the village for smallpox. 17 years old, raising the expectation. All three faced unfair expectation. 
But that wasn't the reason that made it great. Is they, they faced unfair expectation, knowing what, that it wasn't what they expected, but knowing that's what God wanted from them. What happened afterwards? Well, George, uh, you'll probably know as George Washington, became the first president of the United States. David was a guy called David Farragut, became uh, the first U.S. Navy's ever admiral and was a hero in the American Civil War. Clara, Clara Barton, was known probably most for founding the American Red Cross. God wants some incredible expectation uh, for you. He wants an incredible adventure, cosmic, uh, incredible plans for you. Starts with a good affirmation. God, you have to know that God thinks that you are beautiful. God thinks that you are great. God thinks that you are so, so brilliant and so, so special. And knowing that, knowing that's where you, you find your value, knowing that's where you find who you are in God, then comes an incredible expectation. And it's not a fair expectation. It's not a fair expectation. But we have to accept expectations we don't normally expect.